0: Welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Lane Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm so excited to be joined by my co-host, Tia Johnston.
1: Hi. It's, I'm back with my really bad audio because I still haven't ordered a
0: microphone. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm back with my really raspy voice because Chicago had our St. Patty's Day celebration this weekend.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's right.
0: You're in Chicago. That's like your guys' Mardi Gras. I know. It was it was amazing. They dyed the river green. It was gorgeous. Like My entire Instagram feed was nothing but people <laughs> posing in front of the green river, which was great. I need to go. It's on my bucket list. It's a very fun time. Uh, Friday, or excuse me, Saturday happened to be like, I think the last cold day of the year, it was like 18 degrees. Um, and then yesterday, it got to be like 60 degrees because it's spring, basically. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. we're out of it. Yeah, it's
1: gorgeous in Ohio right
0: now. Well, I mean, it is, it is the season. We were walking Ruthie yesterday morning, and Dave was like, I feel like this is selection Sunday weather. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just... A nice day for mid-March that, I don't know, we can leave it he at that. He
1: clearly has like a core memory of like one Selection Sunday as a as a child, maybe. It was nice out. He's well, feeling nostalgic.
0: <laughs> no, he for sure does because a few weeks ago when it was really cold, we like, rank, did we talk about this? We ranked all of the months. And please don't be offended because I know that February is a very fun time for you. However, Dave hates February um, because it's very cold. And he says it's one redeeming quality is that it's very short. However, March like jumps up the list because March madness and like better weather apparently make it like a supremely superior month. Like, March is in the top half of months, apparently.
1: Oh, okay. So that's such a good point because I've, like, I know that we have a lot going on in February. Like, my wedding anniversary, it's Cam's birthday. It's my birthday is in March, but I have always hated February and March. But March is okay because of all that. Like... I always view March as dark or like gray and just freezing cold because it's cold technically until April, but all of the like spring days that are like a tease do make it pretty good.
0: Yeah. Like this, this whole week is supposed to be nice in Chicago and it makes it worth it. Um, The thing that's kicking my butt currently is daylight savings, Um, which I mean, it's a cruel trick, right? We lost an hour of sleep but it was nice that, I mean, I, you know, we both do, we go to bed at like 8 p.m. So it was nice to go to bed and like have vestiges of light going on still.
1: Yeah. See, I like that it stays light later, but right. Like I go to bed so early. So I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out on something now when I go to bed. I'm like, um, am I still supposed to be like socializing with people? It's still light out right now. I know it's,
0: It's a very bizarre thing. Um, But yeah, like, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I do miss like this morning was so dark and sad. Um, But yeah, that's true. Days will get longer for a few more months. Um, But I think the last great thing about the month of March is that it's women's history month. We are halfway through it, too. Oh, my
1: gosh. I, I don't know where the time's gone. I didn't even, did I even know that March was Women's History Month? I don't think I knew that.
0: Well, we're going to talk about it today. (laughs) Well, yeah, we have to. Anyway, we are so excited to have you on the show. We're going to talk about some hot topics, obviously. Uh, The NCAA tournament, um, as we just discussed, a surprisingly well executed Women's History Month celebration. But we have some walk in items to kick off with. Well, the first thing first things first. Uh, the big news from yesterday was Tom Brady unretiring. Oh my heck? gosh! You were the one to break the news to me. Like Cam and I were watching
1: Netflix and we hadn't been on our phones in a couple hours, and then I saw your text on my watch, and I was like, "Oh god!" <laughs> like all you had said was "WTF, Tom Brady" or something like that, and I just immediately I was like, "He's back." <laughs> He's back, isn't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the memes are so funny. My favorite that I've seen so far is someone saying that Tom Brady heard that Kim Kardashian said that people have to work. Um yeah. and so now he's <laughs> unretiring. And he um, saw the he saw the gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen that one, but that's hilarious. I mean, it's sad, but it's also funny. Um but no, I mean, this is just a wild like tale for me because I just keep getting Brett Favre vibes. Like, is he going to be good next year? I was like
1: really shocked that he did retire cuz I I don't think he's going on like a downward spiral. I mean, I saw a tweet that was like he's got he's won a Super Bowl every other year since like I don't even know it was like the past several years so he's technically due to win a super bowl this year because he lost this past season that I don't exciting. I like I don't think he's I don't think he's lost his touch yet but like just does, does he want to keep playing until he has you know I was like maybe just go out on top but, yeah
0: and I think we had this discussion when he first retired uh, like, two weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, it's this balance because he is such a competitor. It feels ridiculous that he would retire while he still got <laughs> gas left in the tank. Get it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it it also feels implausible that he would want to go out not having won a Super Bowl. Um, so maybe he's almost thinking he missed his window a couple years ago. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I a lot of people were also saying he didn't get the retirement like narrative that he wanted because of the whole like Adam Schefter debacle and breaking the news before Tom Brady could and I everyone was like, he wants to go out on his own terms and he didn't like how it went. To be honest, like I actually forgot for a second that he did retire. Like my brain wasn't grasping that he wasn't playing. I was like I think he posted on Instagram that he might be retiring. Like, it just doesn't feel right for him to leave the way he did. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It feels a little bit like in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when Harry's like, well, Voldemort's dead; he can't come back, right? And Dumbledore's <laughs> like, there are ways. Um, so anyway. That's probably a meme somewhere. <laughs> if it's not, can someone please make it? Thank you. Yeah. Um, Speaking of NFL quarterbacks, uh, you shared this news with me, which just made me vomit a little bit. Uh, Deshaun Watson was not charged criminally um, over the weekend with all of the allegations of sexual harassment against him, um, and two football teams are expressing interest in him already.
1: Yeah, because all they care about is if he's charged on paper. Like, this is just proof that the NFL doesn't actually care if it happened. It's just NFL teams won't, you know, get the bad rep if it's proved to have happened. Because just because he wasn't charged criminally yet does not mean that it did not happen. And teams are still just like, okay, then. Like,
0: I ay ay. It is rather disturbing. Um, In... News that is disturbing in other ways. Uh, <laughs> Joe Buck is moving to Monday Night Football. I see you have
1: <laughs> barf in parentheses. Um, is this because you don't like Joe Buck or you don't like Monday Night Football?
0: Oh, I don't like Joe Buck. I guess Monday li- like Monday Night Football is okay. Like Steve Levy's fine; he's much better than John Gruden. But I personally find him and Troy Aikman on the Sunday afternoon broadcast. On Fox to be, like, the most painful thing to get through. Yeah, well, like,
1: speaking of which, did you see Amazon hired Kirk Herbstreet to do their new, like, sports streaming, whatever they're doing, with the NFL? And I was like, you can't find any other talent in this world. Like, why are we still, like, hiring the same dudes?
0: You know, no, that's that's exactly what it is. It's like, why are we just continuing? And it's the same way with like coaches too. We're just continuing to give the same like ten people these great opportunities, and it's like, why don't we? And
1: you're yeah, you're Amazon. You have endless funds, and you you can't recruit anyone else. Like, it has to be Kirk Street, who's doing just fine. He's busy. He has a lot on his plate
0: already. Like, I think we can find someone else. Give someone else a chance. Speaking of which, free agency is in full swing in the NFL as teams are giving new chances to a lot of players. See that transition? Um, nice. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, this is the time of year in the NFL where I forget or lose track of literally every player on every team.
1: Um, yeah. I was, like, just doing a rundown on Twitter. I think I went to, like, Adam Schefter's Twitter, and I was like, okay, who have I missed today? And I already forget. I'm, like, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around Russell Wilson in Denver, and that happened, like, a week ago. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh, I forgot about that. That felt like a dream.
1: No, that will never... (laughs) <laughs> like when I'm like telling my grandkids about Russell Wilson, I'm just going to be like he played for Seattle his whole life. <laughs> like, no. It makes no sense. But I said the same thing about Tom Brady not being a Patriot. So, I don't know. We just have to get used to it. But there are some what are the others? The other big ones were like well,
0: Jarvis Landry and got released by the Browns today and my heart is yeah, broken.
1: Your heart's broken. I was going to ask you how you were.
0: I'm very sad. I'm real sad. You got Amari Cooper. We got Amari Cooper. I just, I love Jarvis. I know. R.I.P. I I mean, he's still alive. I hope he has a great (laughs) rest of his career. Um, But yeah, we Brown's picked up Amari Cooper. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's really, like, starting to kick off now. Um, Oh, uh, Mitch Trubisky going to Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, yeah. So I wonder what that means for... Dwayne Haskins he obviously was not their future yeah I I
0: don't foresee Haskins having a starting role in the NFL maybe ever certainly uh, a lot more free agency to discuss in the next few weeks hopefully it's not do you remember the year after the lockout or I guess like the weeks after the lockout where there were like 600 trades in the first two hours yes Um, yeah like I I'm only now recovering from that because like all the players have since retired. But you know, um, anyway. So getting into the big topic of this week, we're going to kick things off with the only thing your coworkers will be talking about at the water cooler for the next month, uh, which is the NCAA tournament. So Tia, I know that you have not had a chance to catch up much on college basketball this year. Uh, what's your plan for your tournament bracket?
1: Um, I'm probably going to like put two teams and like the two teams and tape them on the wall and then like take a dart (laughs) throw one, whichever the dart lands on, I'll put that team down. Um, Okay. Here's the thing. I have been in Australia for the last month on the other side of the world. Not that they don't get (laughs) college basketball over there, but I don't know. We just haven't watched. We have not been watching. I, I know that Ohio state isn't doing well. Thanks to my grandpa's strongly worded emails, and that's kind <laughs> of as much as I know. <laughs> so I guess I won't have Ohio State going to the end like I usually do. Um, so okay, just give me the rundown. Like who who should I be? Who should I have like winning the whole thing? That's all I need to know.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start off with the women's side actually because. I'm a little confused about what they mean by this, but apparently this is the first year that women's basketball is included in March Madness. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that it is the first time that the women's field has 68 teams. Um, so same size as the men's field. Uh, Ohio state is the, or a six seed uh, and they're going to be playing a play in 11 seed uh, in their opening round. And, um, I feel like Ohio State is a very sneaky team, but the team to watch for in the Big Ten is Iowa, um, who earned a number two seed in the tournament. They're led by Caitlin Clark, uh, who I just, Tia, yeah, I adore her. I don't know <laughs> if even while you've been in Australia, you've been able to follow her, but like she's amazing. Oh, my God. Um But uh, she's one of, like, basically the two player of the year candidates this year in women's basketball. Um, And Iowa is really the best position Big Ten team uh, to win the NCAA tournament. They could be the first Big Ten team to win since Purdue did in 1999. Um, Wow. Just let that sink in for a minute.
1: Who's been, has it just been Connecticut winning every year? Uh,
0: so I looked this up. I think it's something like only 11 women's basketball programs have ever won a championship. And like Yukon and Tennessee have won like most of them. Um but then Notre Dame, Stanford and South Carolina have been the folks in like literally the last couple of years that are few years that have come on and won titles as well. Oh, well go Big 10. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it works out. Uh, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan also made the tournament with pretty high seeds. Um, it really like looks to be one of the better fields from the Big Ten in the women's basketball tournament that we've had. Um, we all know that women's basketball does not have or has not historically had a ton of parity, uh, and that's starting to fall apart. So maybe we will start to see some teams you know, not called UConn, Stanford, Tennessee, uh, start to win titles
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah um so moving over to the men's side what was fascinating ahead of the selection was really this story of upsets in the conference tournament so uh i don't know if you saw that duke lost to virginia tech in the acc tournament it was virginia tech's first acc title uh definitely <laughs> a disappointing finish for coach k in his final oh we season did watch that one
1: yeah Um, that was, like, quite hilarious. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's not hilarious if you're a Duke fan, but just the whole, like, way that ended with, like, the bench. And (laughs) I was, like, watching, I was on Twitter because I think I was in bed and I was just scrolling through everybody making jokes about the bench that they gifted him after the run he had at Duke. Oh, gosh.
0: That's rough. Um... (laughs) But what was absurd, like, so it just, I felt like it. poor coach K definitely adds insult to injury and like Duke is still good. They could still make a run, but like, uh, I don't know if you saw the post game ceremony after Duke's last regular season game, which was a loss to UNC and like, clearly like it was being aired on ESPN. This was a huge deal. And it was all very scripted. Coach K gets up, gets the mic, and he's like, I was not supposed to say anything, but I am disappointed right now. (laughs) (laughs) And he was so bitter. He was so mad that they lost. I was like, that's funny.
1: Yeah, that's the game I was talking about. Oh. That was his last game, right?
0: Well, they lost in the ACC, in the finals of the ACC tournament. Um, so That's, that was the last regular season game. Okay, yeah, yeah, and he, somebody tweeted like,
1: "If that was Saban, he's scheduling some community Christian college for his last game and just running the score up. We got to go out on top. <laughs> like, don't like, don't be a hero. Just mm-hmm. schedule a game that you know you're gonna win and then retire." I mean, it was it.
0: set up for all of the drama, like rivalry game, last game at home. But it's like, yeah, no, you got to make that be like, who's someone who's bad in the ACC? I don't know. I
1: feel like Miami, a Florida. Are they good <laughs> at basketball?
0: I don't know. But moving a little bit closer to home, uh Iowa swept the Big Ten in basketball. Uh Both the men and women won their respective Big Ten tournaments. Um, Iowa has uh, maybe one of the oldest players in college basketball, Jordan Bohannon, who's really good at three-pointers. Someone actually edited his Wikipedia page, Tia, to say that one of his formative memories was watching a parade uh, featuring John F. Kennedy with his father um, (laughs) back in the 60s. (laughs) Uh, But what's fascinating about Jordan Bohannon is he is not alone. Um, So obviously covid as we know, has kind of run its way through the sports world, um, and eligibility is something of a myth right now. There's a number of seven-year college basketball players, like in the NCAA, who are going to be playing in the tournament this year. Oh my gosh, not wild! Seven years? How is that even possible?
1: I mean, but also like when I am watching games, I like I think the like one game I watched this year was Duke. <laughs> And I looked I was like why does that player look like he's older than me?
0: <laughs> because he might be. Um <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's definitely interesting. I mean Ohio State like EJ Liddell is also he he's also something of an anomaly. So he's definitely he's not a seven-year player. Um but he is one of those rare players who has been good throughout his career and then has sort of peaked as a senior. Um which doesn't happen very much. I feel like in the modern college basketball landscape. Yeah.
1: I feel like we've been hearing his name since I've been in college.
0: (laughs) Since forever. Um, Yeah, it's wild. Uh, But I mean, yeah, he could be he could be a first round pick as like a four year player, which just again, it doesn't feel like it happens that much anymore. Um, But speaking of Ohio State, uh, you mentioned that they're not doing that well. Uh, They did have that embarrassing exit in their first game of the Big Ten tournament against Penn State, Um, definitely limped toward the finish line at the end of the regular season, and ended up with the 7-10 matchup against Loyola Chicago, who has Sister Jean behind them, and who is always a dangerous tournament team.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like we should be worried about that. Am I
0: wrong? You're not wrong. At least it wouldn't be as embarrassing as last year's first round loss to Oral Roberts, the 15 seed. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Of course, Ohio state, uh, not the only team in the big 10 who made the tournament. Michigan snuck right in Rutgers, Indiana also made uh, it into the tournament with some of the, some of the final spots, excuse me. Um, But uh, you know, the big 10, Maybe not as strong as they've been in previous years, but they do have a shot. Uh, the last Big Ten team to win the NCAA tournament was Michigan State back in two thousand. Um, I always forget that Michigan did not win that one year that they made the final. And Michigan, I why do I feel like Michigan State has won even
1: more recently than that? Because I because always, always, it's
0: so confusing. Like when teams make the Final Four, it feels like folks count that as like yeah right a championship equivalent because it or is if, really like hard you to ever make them
1: yeah like i f- i feel like because i probably put them on my bracket as winning the whole thing recently now it's just in my brain that they've won <laughs> what tia has written
0: on her bracket is fact <laughs> in tia's brain yes <laughs> oh gosh Oh, man. Well, we have first four games kicking off this early this week. Uh, and then one of the greatest times in sports this weekend. I feel like I say that about a lot of topical sports events. Um, but yeah, the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament are like peak. It's like the what, like the two days a year where you unashamedly can watch sports in the office and no one can say anything.
1: Yeah, like your phone propped up behind your
0: keyboard. Yep. I warmed up with the Big Ten tournament last week, so I think I've got the setup down. Um, But we're going to uh, take a quick break real quick. We're going to circle back to some other fun stuff from around the sports world uh, after, so stay with us. Welcome back. We have a lot of good stuff to get into because we're halfway through Women's History Month and so far it hasn't sucked. So uh, Tia, I've got a list here in the show notes. So we're just going to start talking about it and run through it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So kicking things off, uh, today happens to be Simone Biles' 25th birthday. So happy birthday, Simone. 25th birthday? Like, shall
1: we just go through what she's accomplished by the age of 25 um seven olympic medals four olympic gold medals 25 world medals which is the most of all time 19 world gold medals which is the most of all time and first american gymnast to win a world medal at every event
0: I'm exhausted Jeez. just hearing that list, and she actually had to, like, do gymnastics through it, so. <laughs> I know.
1: Like, what? She also um,
0: is engaged. How long ago was that? Like, a couple weeks ago. I know. It wasn't that long ago. She's, like, she's part of your Texans fam now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his
1: status is or if he's a free agent or what, but. Hopefully. Hopefully he's still there, because I do see her after games, and she is just shockingly small. Like, and I am a very short person,
0: and I am like, wow, (laughs) you are tiny. Well, if you become friends with her, please let me know. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm too scared (laughs) to go up
1: to her, but if I get the courage... I will definitely tell – I'll be like, my friend Meredith says hi. Oh, Also, my name is Tia.
0: <laughs> in that order. Um, <laughs> amazing. But, uh, you know, definitely someone we want to celebrate on Women's History Month. Something else that's worth celebrating. Uh, ESPN is launching fantasy basketball for the WNBA. I, I didn't realize this, but this is actually the first fantasy sports program focused on a women's league. Yeah, that's amazing. Good for ESPN. I know. And I feel like people get super like competitive with fantasy football. It makes them focus on players that they, maybe they didn't know before. Um, and so hopefully the same thing happens with the WNBA. And it's an opportunity for people to learn not just about the top names in the league, but also like the depth of the rosters as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, All of the work that, you know, LeBron James and Kobe, like, that they do for the WNBA probably got us here. I mean, it took long enough, but, you know, that's why we got to keep, like, promoting the league so that it gets these channels and companies like ESPN to just finally do something and give them half the attention that they give to men's sports.
0: Definitely. Um and on that very note, uh, I wanted to highlight two brands that have been advertising throughout the various conference tournaments this past or the past couple of weeks um and who I'm sure are going to be featured prominently throughout the NCAA tournament. Um first is Buick. Um so Buick started an athlete camp or a, a campaign, excuse me, to promote female athletes called #SeeHerGreatness. Um and the idea is that over 40% of athletes are female, but they receive less than 10% of total media coverage. Um, so the commercial is actually a black screen and a voiceover of one of Missy Franklin's like title winning swims in college. Uh, and it was like, she had this incredible record breaking swim and no, you probably didn't see it. Um, and so the whole idea is to increase or I guess decrease the coverage gap between men's and women's sports. Uh, Which I thought was very cool. Wow. I also,
1: did you see Honda had one? It was like, I guess, encouraging women to go into like engineering and tech. And I kind of forget what it was, but it was a good one. To kind of like work for them essentially. But, you know, in the fields where it's primarily men.
0: Um, no, I love that. Uh, the other brand that we wanted to highlight was TIAA. Um, so this, their hashtag that they're using is hashtag Retire Inequality. Um, for those of you, I, I actually can't say that I really know what TIAA does, but apparently, it's a <laughs> it's a group <laughs> that helps you plan for retirement. Um, so the hashtag is very on point. Um, but this was a really Interesting commercial. It was about all the things that women do, you know, working, being moms, being family members, being friends, um, working really, really hard. And then at the end of the day, having significantly less in their retirement accounts on average than men do. Um, And this campaign, again, Retire Inequality, it's this idea that um, we need to address the retirement or the gender gap when it comes to retirement savings. Uh, So, once again, super timely coinciding with women's history month with the NCAA tournament um, and this historic year for the women's tournament. Um, so yeah, I thought that was awesome. a pretty neat way to, to think about it. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and then the final thing I wanted to highlight. So this was a release that came out like months and months ago, but it's about to launch in June. Um, ESPN is launching a 50 it's called Fifty Fifty. 50 it's about title nine Um, It is 50 years since Title IX launched, uh, so highlighting stories of women uh, who have um, been able to benefit from Title IX and who have gone on to do amazing things. Um, And where, you know, the initiative stands now.
1: Ooh, this is going to be good.
0: I feel like we need to get Kelsey back on so we can talk about Title IX again. We can get a refresher.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's like an expert
0: literally an expert
1: (laughs) yeah like I'm not just saying that he's our lawyer
0: (laughs) he's not on retainer with us or anything um yeah I feel like we have to end on these really positive notes Tia yeah for once we have a lot of good news I know I'm feeling like I'm I'm feeling a smiley now (laughs) (laughs) um before we wrap up the show uh do you have any shout outs I do. And it's not
1: so much a shout out as a PSA, um, but I feel like a lot of our listeners would be in the Ohio area. So Franklin County Dog Shelter until March 17th, um, all pit bulls and mixed breed, like dogs mixed with pit bull are $18
0: to adopt.
1: And as a proud owner of a pit bull, I promise you it will be the best decision you will ever make. Um, and they're calling it, like, Happy St. Pity Day or something like that. Something more catchy. I don't – I think I – I think I got that wrong. But until St. Patrick's Day, they're
0: $18. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Um, My shout-out is also dog-related.
1: <laughs> I know. I got inspo from yours. <laughs> <the> be- <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I wanted to shout out my local animal shelter where all of our kittens have come from, Uh, Paws Chicago, stands for pets are worth saving. Um, We had our annual fundraiser for the professional board that I'm on on Friday night, Um, was so thrilled that we were able to exceed our fundraising goal um, and they're able to uh, help a lot more animals. And I just wanted to share this one stat um, and the reason I'm shouting them out is because uh, Paws opened 25 years ago and since they first opened, they've helped the city of Chicago reduce euthanasia of homeless dogs and cats by 91%. Um, oh, so just, gosh. yeah, it's really just like incredible work. Um, so proud to be able to work with that organization. Uh, and I just, I love my Paws pets every day. I love all my pets every day. Ruthie didn't come from Paws. Um. know but she's cool too uh
1: yeah they're so cute i think this calls for pictures of our pets in this article because we do that like once a year
0: well we'll send updated animal photos in the show notes That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Tia at Tia Johnston underscore, me at Meredith Hine, and the site at grant 33 We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks.